Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Life, episode 33, November 12th, 2022. So glad you could make it. There's the uh, the new social media app. Do you do you know about it? Um, called Be Real. And I'm guessing if TikTok is sending all of our data to China, then maybe the Be Real app is just kind of figuring out what our patterns are and exactly where we are all the time. It's pretty fun. It's a pretty fun app. You just take a picture of where you are, and then it turns the camera on yourself. And some people are really good at it. And uh, my pictures always look kind of funny, but uh, it's kind of fun. I, I don't know how much longer I'm going to keep it around, but there are a few people. I only got like five friends on there, um, but it is called Be Real. And I've been thinking about the uh, the podcast and DT Madness. We're on episode 33, and so only about 20 more, 19 more before we end up at the one-year mark. We're... Uh, 33 weeks straight here, and I guess I've paid um, Podbean, you know, for the year, and I'll have to renew coming up, and I've, I've thought to myself if this was something that I would want to continue. Um, it's about 37 people on average, or 37 downloads per episode, and that's cool. Not really looking to blow up, and it is good uh, therapy for me. Sometimes I wonder if I'm going to be able to continue to come up with content, but I do tend to ramble on. And so I guess there's always content out there. Um, But if I am going to continue the podcast, then I got to be real. Um, And so, you know, to be real, I'll tell you, one of the things I thought about a lot this week was how fun it is to say the word rutabaga. And I don't know, maybe papaya. If that's pretty fun too, if you chop up a papaya. Um, but rutabaga, I don't even know what a rutabaga is, but it's fun to say. But anyway, I'll, I'll pick up with the Thanksgiving theme. I know that I mentioned uh, in Grateful One last week uh, that I was going to continue doing that for a couple of weeks, and I already have the content set for that, but uh, I pushed it back another week. We'll keep going with it, that theme of Thanksgiving. Speaking of Thanksgiving, let's dive into some politics. I hope that all of you have as much fun talking about these things, political things, as I do with with my family. <clears throat> Election and all that stuff just happening and all the swirl out there always makes for fun. Always makes for fun holidays, doesn't it? But... Uh, you know, just uh, picking up on some of the things that I was considering and thinking about this week and looking up and doing my own research, as they say. Um, the election results are, are pretty much in. I am curious. I've seen some, some arguments about why it's taken Arizona and Nevada so long. Um, I get all that, that there's ballots to count. and I don't know, man. Like, I know most states are still counting, but most states are 98, 99% reported. And 
it's five days now, I guess, and they're still at 80% maybe in Arizona. So maybe they need to change their system or hire more people or something like that, but I guess states' rights, right? So anyway, we'll be watching those, and perhaps Nevada will flip to the uh, – or or be held, rather. Uh, the incumbent is a Democrat. L- let me just say this. you know, The news, they love to do this, and they put up their maps and their magic walls and all this kind of stuff, and they say – they talk about who's in the lead and, oh, who came back, and now they take the lead. And that's hogwash, as Coach Bryson would say. It's hogwash because all the votes are already there. It's just a matter of the order that they're counting them in. And so to to frame it in this horse race kind of way makes for good TV viewing, and I enjoy it, you know. But it's probably not a great service to the democracy. But I don't know how much we care about that anymore. But anyway, if, if Nevada uh, is held by the Republicans or, or, or flipped by the Republicans. And, and that guy Laxalt is currently with more votes that have been counted. Um, although I think there's a lot left in the Las Vegas area, but, um, it could come down to Georgia as everyone knows. And that could be, uh, it could come down to who controls the, the U S Senate between, um, Raphael Warnock, the, the incumbent that won two years ago and Herschel Walker. The, the famed Georgia Bulldog, Dallas Cowboy running back, um, Trump kind of disciple, I guess. But the news that I was reading just before I started recording today was that the Herschel Walker campaign is considering dumping Trump and calling in Ron DeSantis for uh, for for the stump speeches and the rallies and all that kind of stuff heading into December 6th. And man, that would just be phenomenal. Um, you want to talk about the 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 Republican, you know, so-called civil war. Um, of course, that's just metaphorical, hopefully. But the Trump camp and the DeSantis camp are already at it. Um, you know, Trump is going after Ron saying he made him. He's talking about this this uh, the, the governor from from Virginia, Glenn Youngkin. And he he's tw- not tweeting whatever whatever truth socialing out that his name sounds Chinese. So he's taken all these shots at his potential rivals already. But can you imagine if Herschel Walker were to win the Senate seat and it was because they went with Ron DeSantis instead of Donald Trump? Wow. That would be, that would be really something. Um, But anyway, to get back into something, I I mean, I guess I'm serious about that. I love watching this stuff. Mr. Shields saw me teaching this the other day and, and then he told my daughter that I was a nerd. Uh, and I am a nerd when it comes to this kind of stuff, definitely. But let's talk about Lauren Boebert. Um, she, the, the Colorado 3rd District, I believe, is one of the races that, um, you know, the, the Republicans are expected to take the House. The projection I'm seeing are about 220 to 215, which, you know, say what you want. Um, that's power, you know, when when you have the majority and you have the chairmanships and you have the speaker, whoever it ends up being, you, you can talk about expectations and, and pretend that the Democrats won or whatever, but that's real power and investigations will begin. And, and so um, that's a real thing, but a two person, three person majority, you know, with, with three potential candidates or three potential uh, members of the house on the Republican caucus stepping away. Um, but, but anyway, you know, it, it definitely wasn't the red wave, although perhaps it was in Florida. But it wasn't the red wave that was expected, I think, by Republicans, not just the so-called 
corporate media. Um, but the one I've been watching is Lauren Boebert because she's the hardcore right wing Trump election denier, like gun toting, all this kind of stuff. And her district allegedly was was gerrymandered to 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 bring in even more conservative areas. And her race is, is very much neck and neck. It, it does appear that she's going to win. But I, I, the, like, there's a quote from Lauren Boebert where someone asked her, like, how many guns would Jesus have? And she responds in that kind of sarcastic, that, that MAGA sarcasm meme, meme culture that we got going on from both sides. This kind of, let me see if I can say the craziest thing so I can get headlines. But her, her quote was, that Jesus obviously didn't have enough guns to keep his government from killing him. Really, you you can look it up. And like she has stated that we are in the final days and that there, you know, this this group of people is going to be responsible for ushering in like I guess the the second coming of Jesus or whatever and I guess he's going to do it with a bunch of guns and maybe AR-15s and stuff. And wow, that's that's a that's a pretty bold misunderstanding of the gospel, you know. And and, and so I just want to say this, and I won't stay political or very serious like this most of this episode. So if you want to fast forward some, you can. But like. Speaking of of that quote, like the guns and Jesus didn't have enough to keep his government from killing him, and you know, to, to consider like just a just a a very very much um, explosive issue of of immigration. Like certainly there is a huge problem that we have, especially at our southern border. But have you looked at the pictures? Do you see the the people? I don't. I meant to look it up. How far it is? Like, how far is it to walk from Venezuela to the Rio Grande? Like, to to the to the border with the United States? How far is it to travel? What danger are you putting yourself in? Your family in? We're talking about kids, women, and kids, and like they're they're standing there hoping to get in, and 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 many are to to get lower wages than everyone else as our as we know our economy works um workers that will be that will work hard that will work hard but will be taken advantage of you know but but still are better off than they were you know financially and economically in venezuela and can send um money back there and but whatever like you you can you can think what you want about building the wall i mean I wish there would be some type of compromise with border security and understanding who these people are. But 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 I, I say all that just to say, you know, if you're not stopping and considering the humanity of the migrant. And instead, you're just rallying to people who talk about Jesus not having enough guns. To keep his government from killing him, like. If you're going towards people like that who espouse nonsense like blasphemous nonsense like that then you're following the wrong christ you've got the wrong lord period (laughs) if it's all about a jersey for you like for the red team you know or 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 the blue team 
don't get me wrong. It, this is not about that you should be a Democrat. To fight. No, that's garbage too. But anyway, staying on politics just for a little bit. Um, we did get an email the other day about how we shouldn't let, you know, the kids in the school wear hoods and their different dress codes things and whatever, like for safety purposes. But, you know, the commonality in, in almost every single mass shooting that we've had is the type of gun. And whatever. Second Amendment, I'm fine with it. You know, fine with the Second Amendment. I'm not a gun person, but nobody's coming to take your guns. I respect people that hunt. I respect people that want to um, protect their homes and their families and their property. I respect people who do that for us in terms of policing and all that kind of stuff. But I just, I looked it up. I, I just wanted to see, like, what was the commonality in, in, in pretty much every scenario anyway. Some of the other things going on in the election, there were a bunch of ballot measures. Um, the abortion measures were, I think it was five for five, really six for six if you count Kansas. The conservative states that were trying to um, limit abortion rights, that was defeated by each state. Kentucky, Kansas, mm, I forget what the other one was. And, you know, the states, California, Oregon, and Vermont, I believe, that added it into their constitution to protect um, abortion rights. That, so that's interesting to see where that goes. Um, Colorado um, decriminalized, not necessarily legalized, but Colorado decriminalized mushrooms. There were other states that legalized marijuana, although North Dakota, South Dakota, and Arkansas all voted it down. But Maryland and Missouri voted to legalize marijuana, but Colorado voted to decriminalize psilocybin um, mushrooms. And that's pretty cool for me, uh, not because I'm a hippie that loves fish and widespread panic, but because of the, the really promising research that shows um, how this stuff can, can impact treatment with PTSD and depression and, and other things like that. So very interesting to see where we're going with all that. Um, some other things that I, I was looking up, uh, I looked up Senator Ted Alexander and uh, Representative Speaker Tim Moore. Um, I got Patrick McHenry's address and I sent them all these cards of uh, the, the Sheriff Alan Norman, which who now that he has uh, changed his political party, I believe that in Cleveland County, this is the first time since Maybe Reconstruction. I've got not gotten an answer back on that, but that, that Cleveland County has elected a Republican sheriff because the party of the South has been Democrats for a really long time. Um, but I sent all these folks cards of congratulations on their reelection, not because I agree with them all politically, um, but because I have these cool little cards that have Town of Boiling Springs logo on them. And it seems to be that that's part of the job of mayor is to make contact but maybe to not not to gain favor, not to gain, you know, or curry favor so that they'll somehow owe us something. But they, they do funnel money down this way. So anyway, um, most of those guys were unopposed as as is in a lot of cases because the districts are so safe. We don't have very many competitive districts. Going back to the um, going back to the ballot measures, uh, which state was it? I believe it was Nevada joins Maine and perhaps one other Alaska, I believe, that does ranked choice voting. And that's very appealing to me 
where you, you pick your first choice, but then you also put your second choice. And so um, it tends to moderate the field rather than the, you know, the polarities that we have with gerrymandering, with the media presence that we have, you know, with the primary system, as it is currently this ranked choice voting, something that the forward party is in favor of. Yang gang, you got it. All right. I did also send a card to Nate Evans and, and whew, Dr. Downs. Um, again, not on a personal level necessarily, but as a, as the mayor and dealing with people who are officials at the university, I just really, you know, like I focus a ton on the moment and that's been really good for me because my mind is, is it easily wanders to worst case scenarios or even best case scenarios. But I, I, I've gotten really, I've gotten much better at staying in the moment, but, but I also think it's important to think about 50 years ago, though, 50 years from now, rather in 50 years, there will be a moment. And what are the things that I'm doing now? How will that impact that moment 50 years from now? Because Boiling Springs will likely still be here and Gardner Webb will likely still be here long after I'm gone. And so I don't want to be short-sighted, you know, I don't want to take my own personal squabbles. I want to think what's best. Uh, for the town, and and speaking of that, I, I've I'm, I looked up the Big South women's soccer schedule that the Garden Web Running Dogs they lost in the finals, but they did make it there. Um, I'm I'm ready to go see Private Lives. I think next week uh, is a Garden Web Theater production. I'm going to go check that out, and I looked into getting myself a Lord of the Rings necktie because I'm cool like that. Um, but. Uh, Anyway, there's a there's a freedom, R E A D freedom talks that the Garden Web English Department does, and there's one on L O T R next week that I'm planning to go to as well. Um, it's work worth doing, you know, as Leslie Note says, quoting Theodore Roosevelt. Um, it's work worth doing, investing in all those kinds of things. You know, I, um, Mary Ruth, our good friend, made us. Some cinnamon rolls from last week, and in Psalm twenty, she she wrote Psalm twenty five five on there, which is fantastic. But I was reading the whole thing, and like it, the the thing says, "Set me free, or don't let me be crushed by my enemies, or shamed by my enemies, or something like that." And I just think it's too easy to take that language and and use it as our own language. But Jesus says, "Love your enemies," you know, and that changes the game. And so I don't, I think it's too easy for us to pick and choose who we think our enemies are. First Corinthians eight is another thing I looked up and, you know, a person that thinks he knows does not yet know as he ought to know. Anyway, uh, rounding out the politics. We did call Patrick McHenry's office from my AP government class the other day to see what his position was on permanent daylight savings time, because we did of course just fall back. And, um, but we, um, you know, the, the the Senate rather has already approved that when we spring forward, that will be the last, that will be the last time we won't change it again after that. So we'll spring forward in March or whatever, but then not fall back. But the House of Representatives has not passed that yet. If the House passes it and President Biden signs it, then that would become law, as you know. But anyway... All right, so that's enough of the uh, the political talk. We won't jump into any of that after halftime. Um, for halftime, I just want to read a poem that my wife, Sarah, wrote. She's trying to put together a collection of those that hopefully 
um, she will self-publish. And if she doesn't, then I'll probably do it for her. Um, and then you guys can, you guys can have those, but, uh, let me see what just happened here. But she wrote one about our friend Martha and Martha passed away about this time last year, I guess. I'm not exactly sure how, if it's been a year since, but Martha was just an unbelievable human being. And, um, so anyway, if you didn't know Martha, then maybe you will a little bit after this poem. I knew her from around 80 something to age 98. I didn't know her those first years back on her own after the passing of her husband and son, years of transition into life lived alone. I did not know middle-aged Martha, who was strong and solid, having watched her kids have kids of their own, caring for her husband the years he battled Parkinson's. I did not know young mother Martha, who cared for six children in the hollers of West Virginia, laughing easily and scolding loudly, sometimes in equal amounts, I imagine. I did not know Martha during the years when she supported her husband as he started a doctorate at Harvard, worked at NASA, mined as a geologist, as they moved into a black neighborhood during the civil rights era in the hopes of being part of change. I didn't know the Martha who was shocked by her new in-law's lack of indoor plumbing upon a visit that served as her honeymoon. I certainly did not know spunky teenage Martha who got a job in a factory with her sister and father when all the men went off to war, a regular Rosie the Riveter. And it's hard for me to picture the girl Martha on the coast, living in the house her dad managed to fix up after a disaster. Bright red hair and big blue eyes and bright hopes and big dreams. I knew old sparkly-eyed white-haired Martha, who joined our church of young green folks, longing for a revision to consumer church, a community that teaches the already but not yet of the kingdom, and the overwhelming love and attempt at welcoming to the table. We put out a padded seat for her and found ourselves crowded around her, before and after a service for a word of wisdom or a simple blessing. And she was full of blessings, whether in the gymno sanctuary at the YMCA or sitting in her recliner across from you, listening well, smiling, present. When I said goodbye to her the final time I saw her in her body, I leaned in for a hug. She took my face in her hands and kissed me and said, it was an honor to know you. No, don't say that to me, Martha. It's what I should say to you. But of course those were her final words to me. It's what she said to me and lived for me in every interaction, every prayer. She told me once the greatest gift you can give is to listen. Listen. Without judging the matter, without thinking about how you will respond, without searching your own experience for something personal to add. Simple listening because you care. Because you know that anything shared is a gift to you, a trust in you. Listening because it softens and strengthens the sharer, and it expands your own humanity. Make people realize that it is an honor, an absolute honor, any time you are with them. That is how you leave a legacy. Alright, let's get into the second half here. Just some things that I was thinking about and and looking up and researching this week, I did look up Living Lotus Counseling. Um, I've been talking about it on here, about how this is my therapy, but I know that it would be good for me to sit with someone to help me unpack and process a lot of the um, heaviness, a lot of the things that I'm not even sure that I need to process. Um, 
I filled out the online form, you know, even wrote like a long kind of thing in there, uh, fairly mm-hmm. vulnerable for an online form, but I didn't ever get a response from that. And so now I guess I have to make a phone call and man, I don't like to have to make phone calls, but, um, I told myself yesterday while getting, uh, my massage therapy from the wonderful Aaron that I was going to call, but I didn't so far. Anyway, I looked up again the the lyrics of Ruby Waves and Mercury and Wave of Hope from Fish because my friend Delaney is um, selling some Christmas art and I'm hoping to be able to get her to commission one for me. Um, And I tried to tell her what I wanted, but she gave me in her teacher voice that uh, I needed to write this down because it sounds like there's more to it and she needed to think about, you know, how to express it. So um, definitely looking towards that it's it's potentially the next tattoo i get if i get another one but i definitely would love to see this wave of hope represented this too shall pass you know um i looked up wakanda forever runtime no spoilers here don't worry it is long though two hours and 41 minutes or something like that and so you know from start to finish if 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 your show starts at four with previews and all that kind of stuff you're going to be in there for until seven at least uh, but highly you know worth it and and you know you don't really notice the time too much but but isaac and i went to see it yesterday wakanda forever and we painted w's on our on our bellies we painted up and got ready and and went on in there and it was a good time first time me and the boy have been to the movies in quite some time i looked up mcadoo's once again just to make sure not that i got them i probably got the menu memorized but uh sydney and i are getting ready to head up to boone Sam has an acapella geddon. It's uh, all the acapella groups from App State are battling against each other today. Um, I don't think we're going to end up eating at McAdoo's, but I'm sure we'll get us a, a coffee and maybe a, a pastry or something like that. Changing topics just a little bit to education. I've been researching this class called AP Seminar. Um, I, they're just, we, you know, oh, I got a lot of things. I really need to have a whole episode on my ideas for education, but you know, we're offering these these community college classes to a lot of our kids and they just, they serve their purpose, but they're not preparing them for real college. And so I've been looking at this possibility of teaching this class where kids, the students would pick their own topic out of a, they, they read several selections and they have to draw a common thread out of there. And then they have to do a couple of presentations and write some essays, but it's, it's, it's high critical thought. It's, it's weighing evidence. It's considering viewpoints and alternative viewpoints and uh, working together and developing communication. And that sounds really, um, it sounds really necessary and beneficial um, to kind of work our way out of this, I don't know, rut. I feel like education is in at this time. Um, I, I got this page open that's called the best quotes of all time, because one of the ways I've been starting off my classes is I'll ask some crazy questions. Like, would you rather have no elbows or, no knees. Would you rather be able to charge your phone only once a week or have no camera, you know, something like that. Just random questions like that uh, for the kids to consider. And then I put a quote on there uh, and have them think about it. And they, they struggle to, they struggle to come up with, with any meaning from it. But I think most of it is just, they have, they're not challenged in that kind of way. And, you know, I, I was talking to Mr. Green, who is retiring this year. We were talking about a professor at Wake Forest that 
he used to have a philosophy professor and he was cracking on me a little bit saying he was kind of like me because this guy would come in with his pot of tea and you know a little crystal what do you call those things like porcelain pot of tea and he would sit down and he would pour tea throughout the hour and 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 sip his tea sit there in his birkenstocks and just and just talk about philosophy and I know I teach high school students and I know their attention spans are very short, but I really am starting to let my pendulum swing back a little bit from so much student led. This sounds terrible. I definitely will keep the students engaged and involved, but I know this stuff, you know, and I can tell them, and I know everybody doesn't learn that way, and maybe that's my own bias. But anyway, help me think about that. Um, but if I could wear Burks and, and sit my tea and lecture on, yeah, this is obviously. I looked up days till January 28th, and I don't know how many it is, but it's, man, it's getting close. And I'm going to be 45. And that's just one of those crazy numbers. I do this. I've already kind of convinced myself that I am 45 so that when the actual day comes, because um, I'm pretty close. You know, I'll have 45 years. I'll be entering my 46th year. You know, that's how that works. And on top of that, or in relation to that, I have looked up cool glasses for men. I've never had to wear glasses. You know, my mom and my dad and my brother and my sister, you know, they all have to wear glasses. And, and Sarah wears glasses, but I've been able to see. But increasingly, things that are far away are pretty fuzzy. Not not terribly fuzzy, but they are fuzzy. So I'm going to have to get me some cool glasses. You have to let me know where to look. Um, getting older, but I've been doing a pretty good job with this morning stretch routine. Um, and, you know, I've looked up a core workout. In other words, like I need to work on my abs and my, my core and strengthen it up a little bit. Um, but that's hard and that makes you sore. I looked up a, a different sequence, the sun salutation. I'd heard about it before and I, I get it now What it because it's like a round the clock kind of thing. Um, but I've been doing my own form of yoga stretches in the morning. And I'll tell you, one of the ways that I end has been really helpful to me. Like once I finish the stretches and I sit, get into my sitting position, then um, at first I just kind of do some breathing and think about how, um, who I am, you know, I think about that and, and who the eternal I is and things like that. But um, then I, then I breathe in the kind of woes of individuals that I know and breathe out hope and peace and do that for myself as well. And then I, I put my hands together in like the praying hands emoji and then breathe in deeply up and then back to center and then breathe in deeply out and then back to center. And I do that three times because I like threes. But on the third time, I let my hands fall apart as I kind of consider the world. Um, and then I breathe in. And as I breathe in, I breathe in Yahweh, Yahweh, and then Christos, just because my thing. Um, and then Ruah, which is the word for breath or, or spirit. And it's almost automatic now that when I breathe out the ah of Ruah, my, I go into this half smile. And I'm sitting there smiling and then I consider the day and I consider all the amazing things that I get to do that day. And even if the circumstances aren't good, and that's been a really phenomenal way to start. Um, I just want to let you know that you can grind coffee beans in a blender. My, my grinder broke. I don't drink much coffee anymore. I'm a mud water guy. And so I've pretty much cut out the caffeine. 
I've looked into this hop water stuff because I, I'm a I, man. I drink a ton of IPA way too much. Um, I haven't had any of that stuff since almost two years, but I do love the hops. And so I'm, I'm curious to, to read that. Um, I did look up the Powerball drawing time, even though I didn't buy a ticket. So I don't know how I thought I was going to win, but thinking about two billion, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get me some new windows and maybe a new roof because it's that time. Hopefully, the hell damage that allegedly occurred in May, the insurance people are going to agree with that this week. And then um, I'm going to be able to get a new roof for the cost of my deductible. Um, I did look up immunity necklace and we're coming to the end. I'm I'm getting to the end, but this is a pretty cool thing that happened this past week. Um, Isaac and I love to watch Survivor together. And Isaac just loves Survivor, man. He He's all in. And so I was looking up an immunity necklace that I could maybe get him. I'm not like my reward system is probably off a little bit. I don't give rewards after something happens. Like I just give gifts and it's not something that you have to earn. Maybe I'm, I'm off on that, but I'm not really a behaviorist, <laughs> more of a humanist, I guess, in terms of psychology. But, um, but I got him this, this necklace and I actually got myself one too that has a turtle on it. And I presented it to him as though it were an immunity necklace because my, my guy is really working hard and making some good strides, doing very well. Um, he's such an awesome human being. But I, I printed this thing out that is that I told him, I shared with him that I know what the language of the turtles is, or at least partly. And I printed it out and I gave it to him. And, I, and, and it says, they speak, the turtles speak determination. No matter the flow of the water or how many times the current may drag them away from their destination, they continue to work to work towards climbing the rock, capital R. They speak perseverance. Day after day, they work their way to the rock. They speak understanding. The turtles have seen the river high and swift and slow and low, seen it clear and seen it muddy. They know how the tides and currents can change so swiftly and so assuredly with the seasons. They know. They've been through it too. They speak identity. They know who they are. They rest in who they are. They don't try to be the fish or the heron or the leaves. They are glad to be turtles. They speak patience. Sometimes the water is too high and the rock doesn't seem to be there. It is there and they know it. They believe and they are patient to wait until their faith becomes sight. They speak wisdom. The turtles have seen the trees grow up from saplings. They speak with the older trees about the way of things. They speak of existence. They are aware of the great being. The I am, which is, of course, the name God gives us for himself. They speak of worship. They are glad to be a part of the being. They are grateful for the rock and the companionship of the river. They are in awe of the design. They are inspired. They are gracious to share in being with all. And so, yeah, I gave that um, turtle necklace, the immunity necklace to Isaac with with sharing him the, the language of the turtles. I'll have to tell you about some of this other stuff later because we're getting long and, and, you know, but I did get a new bath towel. I have to tell you about the humidifier incident next time. Um, I'm still looking for a good patchouli candle. If anybody knows where one is. Um, and then perhaps I'll update you on what my Apple music replay stats are. Um, although mine are a little skewed, I'm sure. But um, I hope that you can speak with the turtles this week, you know. I hope that you can focus on 
on the good and, and the true and the beautiful. Well, this has been a, a Church of Six production brought to you by the Bucket of Life, by the Wall of Belief, the Foundation Tower of Stone, by the Magic Rock, and by the Token of Hope. This too shall pass. Don't forget to believe and be live. Peace, my friends.